Hello, hello, and welcome to Resell Queen Chronicles. I am Tiffy T, the Resell Queen, your host tonight. And tonight we have a jam-packed show. Okay, I always say jam-packed show. Maybe it's not jam-packed, but it's a show where tonight we're going to talk about some reseller updates in reference to some third-party uh, uh, platforms that we all use. And also, as you can see in the title, I'm talking about seller ethics tonight. I watched the documentary 15 Minutes of Shame, uh, which is now currently being played on HBO Max. And it detailed someone that I knew about, maybe have spoken about, but I didn't know they were in this documentary. And uh, it's a real issue. It's a, it's a seller ethical issue that I thought mm, might be good to bring up. So we're going to get started today with uh, some reseller updates. So right now, uh, Amazon Accelerate is going on. Uh, if you're not sure what that is, um, it's just like uh, like the eBay opens and uh, it's a, basically a, a seminar that, a, a few day seminar that Amazon provides uh, to help, to help, uh, sellers uh, know about everything that, that they're getting ready to uh, to make changes on, updates, things like that. You know, those type of things. Uh, that's going on right now. Uh, as of this recording or of this live, according to how you're watching it or listening, it, listening to it, today was day one. Not much. Uh, well, there was some things that they've talked about. And I want to go into a couple things uh, that that were discussed and a couple things that I also know that they are bringing out. So the one thing that I am gathering from these, from some of these updates is they are looking to push brands. And what I mean by that uh, is they're, they are looking to push, in my opinion, um, make their make Amazon a marketplace to go to where you would go to for all your brands. So whether it's dealing with clothing, dealing with home furnishings, they want you to go there to look for all the brands because it seems that a lot of the updates that they have rolling out and a lot of the talk that I hear is how things get rolled out to brands first. That seems to be the way that it's that it's leaning towards. And I mean, if you think about if you think about it, um, you do have to go through you know a process uh, in order you know to go through the process to be a brand uh, on on eBay. I'm sorry, on Amazon, and. I really think what they are trying to do is make it so, yes, of course, a brand is going to have, you know, their own website, most of them. Uh, they're going to have their own branding, their own commercials, their their own marketing. But they know people are going to go to Amazon to look for it. And so it seems like they are trying to make that a lot easier for those that have brands. And so one of the things that uh, they talked about um, 
actually, I can't remember if they talked about it or if this was already released. Sometimes I get information um, before things get released. But one of the information was um, a new contact tool that sellers uh, can use to uh, contact customers. So the way that things work now, um, if a customer buys a product, say they're not really too pleased about the product and they leave a review that's really not becoming. As, okay, and I should say a review about the product, not about the seller itself. Um, and as of as a brand, you care more about your product, not about being a third party seller. You you care about the reviews for your product, and that's that's a very big deal because that helps with your ranking and things like that. Uh, so they launched like a new communication tool on Amazon that uh, gives a brand owner the ability to contact customers after they leave a one, two or three-star product review. So the tool lets, lets them choose how to engage with the customer, either by offering a full refund or requesting additional information on their orders to help resolve their issues. So it allows the brand owner uh, to, to access that tool through Seller Central, which is the website that we all go, go to for selling on Amazon. Uh, now the thing that you have to note is that sellers aren't allowed to ask for like customers' personal information, including an email or phone number, and customers aren't expected to change their reviews due to this outreach or any potential resolution. Uh, so I think it's, if I had, let's just say, like, for instance, let's say I'm I had I had this pencil, and I manufactured this pen this pencil, and it's my brand. And someone bought a pack of these, and they said something about the erasers falling out or something like that. I would care about that as the person who has the brand ownership of this particular pencil. I would care about that. So this allows you to have a better customer service conversation with a customer and help you actually really keep your brand reputation uh, with, with your customers uh, by using the Amazon system. Now, some people, I think if you are more of like a, a wholesaler or a retail arbitrage person, you may not care about these type of things because you're like, oh, so they don't like the product. I sell thousands of more. But when you are a brand owner, normally you sell just either one product or one niche of products. And you can't really afford to have bad product reviews. And let's just really think about it. When, when you go through the process to do um, your own private labeling, the biggest thing that was happening in the beginning, people were kind of like giving away products in a way because they wanted to have all of those reviews on the product because they wanted to have to have some recognition for the prop for the product, and it shows some authority and authenticity uh, to a buyer when they see all of those uh, all of those reviews on the product. So 
I think that's a good thing that uh, it allows a brand owner to to resolve issues in a in a better in a more professional manner. So that's one update. Uh, that's with Amazon. Let's take a look. See if we have any more. Uh, oh, I I do have one. I think one more for Amazon. I'm trying to stay on track on um, on stay, making sure I talk about each platform, give them their time. Uh, if you haven't seen it in the news, I think everyone's seen this. Amazon is hiring more pickers and packers for seasonal work. Uh, so if you need need a job, I'm sure they're hiring. Um, locally near me, they are actually um, opening up two fulfillment centers near me. Uh, so uh, I know where I personally live that they're going to they are going to be needing uh, people in the near future. Uh, so if you're in need, Amazon needs the help. I mean, I know they need the help. I can just tell. I mean, just just how things are being processed when you ship things into them. It's it, it takes a long time <laughs> uh, when you're shipping FBA. So. All right. So let's see here. Uh, the other thing that I did get as a theme is they are really, really looking more to make sure that they are helping the small business owner. I really, really got that sentiment when I, when I heard them speak. Uh, that everything is always about the small business owner uh, and keeping things in line with making sure that a person that a small business can still function and that they are there to help the small business stay in business fulfillment of their orders and keep everything straight with the you know with paying them and things of that nature so I really got that sense that 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 was one of their focuses uh, uh, after uh, after today. That was one of the key takeaways that I got um, got from that. Also, so that's Amazon. Next uh, next update. I want to talk about eBay. Um, I don't know if I talked. I don't think I have talked about this before. I have not tried it out. I am thinking about it but I have not tried it out. So eBay, as some people know, earlier this year, um, they announced that you can add videos to your listings uh, on a, uh, they said like on a restricted basis or whatever. Um, I think this is a good idea because there are some products where it's kind of nice to see it on a video instead of a still shot. You know, especially if you have a product that moves or makes noise or does something like that, um, that has some type of motion, you can put a video in with the listing and show them the way that it's supposed to work, things like that. Uh, I have not uh, tried this yet. Uh, I just, because I have moved away from a lot of retail arbitrage, Everything right now I do is wholesale. Um, I do have liquidations, but I'm not buying as many liquidations as I was before. Uh, logistics costs are just, logistics costs are just high. 
right now. Uh, so I am more wholesale right now. So the wholesale things that I, that I provide don't really need a video with it. So, but I just wanted to make, make everyone aware to know that that option is there. You never know what it could do to enhance your, your, uh, your listing. You know, I've actually thought about uh, some of the products that I do sell. I happen to sell some beauty products of making videos, not just showing like before and after, but like making a video showing how to apply, you know, time lapse it or something like that. So those are just, you know, just a few ideas that, you know, people, that people could use um, in their eBay listings. You know, it's just really a way to stand out, make your listing stand out. One of the things that I think helps me is making my listing stand out and make some, make it eye-catching, make it so that a person goes, okay, yeah, I want to buy it. So that is eBay. eBay does have their seller update. I think that's what they call it. Uh, it's happening as of this recording tomorrow. So next show, I will be giving you guys a lot of updates about what happened um, uh, at the uh, seller check-in. So we can hear about all the new things that eBay is uh, up to. Next thing that I wanted to tell you guys about, um, I thought was kind of funny, uh, UPS. Uh, now, I will say for me, in shipping, I haven't had as many issues with the post office at this time of year as I did last year, this time of year. So the post office has been working okay. Uh, UPS even has been working okay for me. Um, FedEx, not so much. And I think part of it, it may be because I live in a rural area and I may not be close to a hub. Uh, and that might, might be part of, part of the issue why I feel it takes a little bit longer using them. However, um, <laughs> UPS, uh, is recommending a ship by date of December 15th for all UPS ground packages to make sure they arrive by Christmas. So let me pull up a calendar just to, you know, put that frame of mind of what, what we're talking about. So Christmas this year happens on a Saturday. That's the 25th. They're saying by the 15th. So you got 15th is a Wednesday. So you got one day, two day, three. Then you got the next week really up until Friday to get it there. Cause I, yeah, up till Friday, the day before to get it there, it's not going to, they're not going to be delivering on Saturday. Uh, considering that's really not that bad. So really you need to have all your shopping done and get, get all your stuff shipped. If you're going to use UPS by December 15th, uh, that's the ship by date. That's what they are recommending. Um, Now for, and that's for ground service. Now they did have different dates for their expedited services. Uh, understand you gonna pay for that. Their expedited services, I will say it does work, but you you gonna pay, they, they ain't not cheap. So uh, for UPS three days select, uh, their date, ship by date is December 21st. 
UPS Second Day Air, December 22nd, and UPS Next Day Air, December 23rd. That is what they have for their expedited dates. I'll be, uh, I believe I do already have an article, if you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, that discusses these dates with uh, UPS. So get your shipments in. Shoot, after I'm done with this, I got more shipments to do. That's the best thing I can tell you to make sure that you guys have everything updated and ready to go. And we will be right back after this. Shipping can be complicated and time consuming, but it doesn't have to be that way. Welcome to ShipStation, a web-based shipping software for online retailers. Import orders from wherever you sell and create labels for however you ship all in one place. With our powerful automation tools, mobile app, and branded tracking page, you can focus less on shipping and more on growing your business. With ShipStation, you save both time and money. Let's get shipped done. Get started with ShipStation today. Click the link in the description box to receive a special discount from ShipStation. And we are back. Welcome back to Resale Queen uh, Chronicles. I am Tiffy T, your host. And the next thing that we're going to talk about, uh, I know if you saw in the title, you're like, why is she talking about 15 minutes of shame? What, why is this even being discussed? Okay. So if you have HBO Max, I really do suggest that you go watch this particular documentary. It's such a, a different way to look at our cancel culture. Now, I'm not going to go get into all of that extra stuff of cancel culture and things like that, but it takes a, a look at it from a different side. And, and it also really explains like how you could just be on social media, you know, just scrolling through and you see a quick blip, but you may not get the full story, but that quick blip creates an opinion. And then the next thing you know, a person gets what they called canceled. Well, if you guys remember going back to early 2020 around, I want to say around April or May, I am trying to remember, and I did look through my things to see if I did talk about this guy I don't believe I did. If I did, and I spoke about you in an unflattering way, I do apologize. I don't believe I did, but I will say watching the documentary really did make me think twice about certain things. So uh, the way this documentary talks about, um, first, first things first, it is a documentary that is produced by Monica Lewinsky. If you have no idea who she is, I suggest you go Google. Because uh, there's a whole, <laughs> a whole other shows, podcasts, YouTube videos that you and shoot. There's a show on TV right now that uh, talks about uh, Monica Lewinsky and how we all figured learned who she was. But she has taken her, in my opinion, her 15 minutes of shame and really turned it into something positive. So she produced this. Uh, documentary and they had different people on there uh who 
either made a bad choice for one second or made a comment that got taken out of context or they were just minding their own business and someone took something the wrong way that they weren't even projecting. It was so crazy. Uh, so there's, but the person that I wanted to focus on that is relevant to what we talk, what we talk about here is Matt Colvin. So you may, you may remember this. You may not know his name, but you're probably going to remember this if you are a reseller. So I believe it was around late April, early May, the New York Times came out with this article about how this guy who was a third-party reseller on Amazon had a stockpile of like over 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. And he wasn't able to sell it. And they started talking about in the article um, how much he was selling it for, things like that. Well, he got a lot of backlash. Lots of backlash. Not just backlash where, you know, people were literally sending him messages of hate and he had to move his family out of the house and stay at a hotel for for nights upon nights. Uh, he lost his Amazon seller account. It was suspended. Um, I don't believe he's on any other third-party website selling. Uh, they did not discuss that, but I would imagine he, he isn't because we all, uh, sidebar, we all know that there's a blacklist of sellers. We all know that. If you never heard me talk about it, it's because I don't like to talk about stuff like that. But you can get on a list. Well, I should say, maybe not you, but maybe like your IP address, something like that can get flagged. And if they feel that you are doing things that they don't want to be part of their platform. So turns out uh, he talked about, you know, how he sourced the hand sanitizer and how in the beginning of 2020, most people may, rem I remember hearing about coronavirus and actually I think it was just called coronavirus. They don't even think they called it COVID-19 back then. And it was early 2020 uh, and he saw it in the news and said, oh, let me start getting some hand sanitizer. People may want it. So he was funny because he showed where he sourced a lot of that stuff from. He was sourcing it from the dollar store, which is the same thing I would have done. But, uh, which, no, I'm serious. Dollartree.com, I'm telling y'all, that's just a little, a little, a little, a little tip. Dollartree.com, don't sleep on it. They got a lot. You can get a nice amount of products that you can resell for a nice penny. And yes, you only paid a dollar for them. All right, I'm just going to put you up on game real quick. So this guy, he ended up sourcing some hand, sanit uh, hand sanitizer bottles. As we all know, he had like 17,000 some bottles of hand sanitizer. Uh, and um, he got vilified. That's probably just the best way I can put it um, because at that time when this article came out, the article basically was talking about how he was upping the price 
of the hand sanitizer. And I think it was also antibacterial wipes and things like that, that he bought. Um, and as he was talking, talking about his price, he was like, I had my price set lower than Amazon had it set and lower than other sellers had it set. How am I price gouging if I'm cheaper than all of them? He had a point. He had a point. And then because of the article coming out, he got vilified. But it turns out the article, well, I'll put it this way. It turns out he was approached by um, by the reporter because they were talking about how Amazon was suppressing sales by third-party sellers of those type of items at that time and how it was impacting their business. So he went into the thought process of the article showing how Amazon is in a way taking money, uh, I should say the opportunity of money from third-party sellers, and they're making all the money off of, uh, off of these products. Well, when the article came out, it was not spinned like that. It was spinned as if this man had bad intentions and decided that he was just going to buy all of this hand sanitizer that he could find and price gouge it and become a millionaire. If that's the way the article read. Because that's honestly how I felt after I read the article and saw all of the Facebook and Twitter and Instagram posts about it. So he was vilified and went through, not just vilified, you know, with social media and how cancel culture is. He ended up having to deal with, um, uh, oh, what do you call those people? He had to make a settlement uh, with like his state because now they said that he was price gouging. Even though his prices were lower than the amounts that Amazon had. Now, and he also pointed out that they made it sound like in the article that he was selling uh, bottles for $20, $30, and $40, and $50, even higher than that. Um, but what he was selling was multi-packs. And we all know that know what that is. He was getting packs probably of like 20, 24, 12 and sell and marking it up a little bit. That's what you do because that's how you make the money instead of selling it one by one. So they were, they framed it like as if he was selling one little small bottle of hand sanitizer for $50. And that was not the case. So he was, he ended up losing his business. Uh, it turns out actually that he ended up, um, giving the hand sanitizer away to like a local charity uh, to, I guess, to help people, you know, through COVID because he couldn't sell it anymore. Uh, he lost his selling privileges on Am on Amazon. Um, now he does, he works a regular job now, uh, but he's working now, uh, I think for a not, I don't know if it's a nonprofit, but I think they said something about he's now working uh, somewhere that helps with uh, seller rights because obviously he's been affected. So he 
obviously understands um, stands some of those issues. But it really got me to thinking about seller ethics. And I wrote an article about seller ethics um, back when uh, Kobe Bryant died uh, because the second Kobe passed, it was known that Kobe passed away. If you went on eBay, they were selling his jerseys for crazy markups. And I get it. I know you're supposed to be on the pulse of what's going on uh, at that time. But are you supposed to profit off of a tragedy? And that's where the ethics come in. Now, I'm not going to tell you yes or no, because I feel that's a an answer that you have to learn to live with. And if you can sleep at night with, the, with whatever answer you come up with, then I think that's what makes sense for you. <sighs> well, you guys, this has been a really great installment of Resale Queen Chronicles. I wanted to make sure I kept this short and sweet. I didn't want to take up too much of your time. If this was something that you were going to be listening to in your car while you drive, I want to make sure that you don't have to make several stops and not be able to, to hear what I'm talking about. So I'm going to always try to keep these at like 30 minutes or 35 minutes uh, to, uh, to that time limit so that I can make sure that I am respectful of your time and give you what you need. If you want to contact me, you can always feel free to contact me on any social media platform. Twitter, I am Resell Queen, R-E-S-E-L-L-Q-U-E-E-N. On Instagram, I am Resell Queen 19320 because that's where I represent and where I'm from. 19320, Resell Queen. I am Tiffy T, the Resell Queen on Facebook. Also on YouTube, I am Resell Queen there. You can see all of my videos there. If you want to research, uh, contact me for advertisements, uh, any promotions, you can email me at info at resellqueen.com. I hope you guys were informed and that you enjoyed the show. I will see you guys again. Have a good one. Bye.